Coming at you live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios. This is Old School. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. Broadcasting veteran Derek Pearson. When you find something that moves them, that makes them smile, celebrate it. That's your task. That's your superpower. Nebraska Football Hall of Famer Jay Foreman. Rifles a pass. It was tipped. It's picked off by Foreman. He's at the 15, 10, 5. He'll score! On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Old school, 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, Jay Foreman joins us at 5.30. Barry Thompson at 5 o'clock. Uh, no Kevin Meyer today. We're, gonna, we're, we're working on just having beer and wine just because anyway, because we get down like that. You know the deal. Hit me with a what's up on the text line. What's up, DP? We'll get to it. 402-464-5685. It is a Ask DP, a what's up, DP kind of day. Um, we get ready for tonight's Huskers women's basketball game against Prairie View. Uh, they 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 come in. They're pretty big. Uh, they 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 put up ninety plus points the other night. Got a big six five. Uh, can run the floor a little bit. They've got some shooters. They like to get their shots up. They're well coached. Uh, but this would be an opportunity another for Huskers women's basketball to take another step up. Um, seems like almost everybody's healthy. Michael Caton was in a boot. Um, they've got a couple of folks who are on the, on the bench in, in, in dress clothes. But otherwise, they should be locked and ready to go. And then we prepare for tomorrow night with Sam Houston State and the men's basketball team in a <laughs> an interesting situation because the Sam Houston team, this is not a come in and take a, a rest day sort of deal. This is, a, this is a, a Sam Houston team that had 24 offensive rebounds. The other night, we know how that is. They've got a big uh, from Utah State. They've got a wing from uh, Texas A&M. Two players with twenty points uh, each. They get up a ton of shots. They got up some ridiculous number of shots the other day. Let me pull that up. Um, I don't think I had ever seen these numbers before. But Sam Houston State played a game the other night where they got eighty-nine shots in one game. I don't know. That I can, they took 89 shots. That's incredible. 38 threes, 89 shots, uh, and I and I stand corrected. 27 offensive rebounds, 27 offensive rebounds, 59 boards for the game. Uh, they had a big who put up a ton of rebounds. He had 16 rebounds. Uh, Tristan Ipke. Whew, that's a lot. That's a lot of rebounds. 16 rebounds. And they took 30, 38 threes. 89 shots in a game. <laughs> Good grief, man. So, yeah, so the measurement, the measurement will happen, right? You'll get to see on a different night um, how this thing lines up. I need to do a trivia question uh, within this show. I will do that. I want to thank the po- folks from Certified Piedmontese for uh, leading us through the show. I got to make a trip out there and pick up some uh, – some good dinner stuff uh, sometime this week, maybe for this weekend. If you have, you get a chance to look for a place uh, that'll hook you up. It's certified Piedmontese. Go on out and get theirs. Uh, this one is interesting. Um, I was asked earlier today, and I, I brought it up on on 
on one-on-one because I, I thought it was important. But for the third third day in a row, I was asked about offensive coordinators, and there's one, two, three, four, five. Yeah, five different texts asking my thoughts on an offensive coordinator. But what I would what I would say is, um, what does Scott want from an offensive coordinator? What does he want? Like, what what does he want this to look like? Now we know the things that he's comfortable with, right? So a coach has to have some understanding of what uh, his coordinators are running. So you imagine you check the boxes of the usual places, right? You go to UCF, you go to Oregon, you go to places where Scott has worked and has is connected, right? And said, okay, or people who run what those programs had run and run them well, and then are those people available, and are they willing? Right, and then can they? You can't have a coordinator who comes in with an idea and a scheme, but doesn't have group coaches that know his scheme that can that can coach it and teach it. And to the to the people who we already have, like this offensive line group, you need somebody that can coach this offensive line group. Right? Do you change the blocking scheme? Do you want to go man on man blocking? You want to go zone blocking, combo block? What do you want to do? We don't know those things yet. And as I said earlier, there's so much, so many questions that you have to answer before you choose an offensive coordinator. I mean, people were throwing out um, – and, and this – you know, some of the Husker fan base needs to calm down because I've heard over 30 different people that somebody heard was, was, was being considered for the offensive coordinator position. And it's just not true. So stop it. Like, unless – you talked to Scott Frost and he told you he was looking at a coordinator from Indiana or from UCLA. Don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because you're, you're just muddying up the water. Like you, we're losing, you know, we're losing focus. Like, and all of that's just distraction. Don't be a mark for, for the, for the program. Don't be out one of those people who are out here murky in the waters in the conversation and misdirecting the narrative. Look, man, you got to figure out what you want to do and who you want to be. And that still hasn't been figured out. Like nobody knows what, what they want to do, right? Do they know? I mean, have we again, areas of need. What 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 are the coaching responsibilities and accountabilities? Where is the program going? I would I you know, some have stayed connected to the former Huskers, and I say yeah. If if the former Huskers who are now in that phase where they've created next generation Huskers, why aren't those elite former Huskers sending their people to 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 Lincoln to play football? Like, there's a reason. There's a method for the madness. Ask, look around. All you can do is look on social media. You'll see it. You know it's true. They're former Huskers who aren't sending their kids to Nebraska. Why? And be honest about it. Be honest about why. And if winning and losing is the reason why you answer a question, then I guess the thing you need to figure out is how to 
Stop losing and figure out how to win. And you can't just say, well, just deciding to win. You've got to change some things. Your actions have to change. Your process has to change. Andrew says, Andrew, you know better. Andrew, you know better. You know the right way to do this. Come on, man. Handle that. Handle that. Big Easy says, what up, DP? What up, Big Easy? I think it's more of a question of what does Scott need? My opinion, he needs a veteran guy who's sure of himself and enough clout to hold his own. We have a champs- We have championship-caliber guys, just need a guy who knows his system will work with our dudes. I will agree in that it is a question of what Scott needs, but has Scott said what he needs as far as football is concerned? That part. Also, the question of having championship-caliber players, championship-caliber players win championships. Those are the only people who can claim to be championship-caliber players. Ray says, what's up, DP? What's up, Ray? Uh, My sister's mom's brother's neighbor's mechanic says Urban is finally coming to Lincoln as a new OC. Uh, That is a perfect text. That's a perfect text. From beginning to end, that's a perfect text. Mark that down. Ray, well done. Well done. That's a perfect text. Perfect. I mean, if I ask, the things that need to be fixed first have to be at the top of your pyramid because you got to figure out what, what you're trying to accomplish. Simple. Taylor says, what's up, DP? What's up, Taylor? Uh, who would you want to come in to design this offense for this team? I, I, I don't because – Working with 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 Scott, Scott knows what he wants and needs in that space. Like there's simplicity in that, and there are people that you know there are coaches out there that that can run Scott's system and help him run his system the way he wants. But he needs people that can recruit, right? He needs uh, that's a common we know that. Um, we need people who are, are going to outwork um, the other coaches in the Big Ten. We know that too. There are a ton of offensive, co- really good offensive coordinators. But the question is, are, are, are they available? Do they want to come here? You know, what what's their contract contractual situation, et cetera. So, Don uh, says to paraphrase Cami up. Word up, DP. Uh, with your coaching mindset, what makes uh, good coordinators that work well with a head coach? Good stuff, Don. Uh, what up, Don? Um, yeah, it, here's here's the thing. Most of of what most of what good coaches want are guys who can expand their knowledge that's already ex- existing. Um, been around great coaches who always had assistants who pushed them. And then the worst thing that can happen to a coach is for him to be in a coaching room and being in a, on an ambush and then looking around at the coaches and they're only going to look back at, at him prepared to say yes rather than having an answer for how to fix it. The days of yes man, especially in Lincoln, should be over. should be over. If those people aren't there to challenge and make Scott better, then they probably should not be a part of the coaching staff. 
Scott needs people who can help him rather than hinder him. Being beholden to people who are also teaching you is a simple way to go through it. The best coaching staffs are ones that are filled with people with their own ideas and their own thinking. Can't be folks who only know what the head coach knows and has only done what the head coach has done. Scott needs to look around that coaching room with people who have ideas and who can direct him as well. You're dead on. Squeak says, what's up, DP? Happy Veterans Day to all those who have served and continue to serve. Amen, brother. Amen, Squeaks. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's Jesse. What's up, DP? Do you trust Scott's ability to choose a coordinator that's a good fit given the past few years? Jesse, uh, here's the thing. The bigger question might be, does Scott trust his ability to choose a coordinator? It doesn't matter if I trust him. The question is whether Scott trusts it. Like, does he know what he wants? If Scott, I'll tell you how, how, how I see it. If Scott knows what he wants this offensive team to be, he knows who his coordinator is. Like, he, know, he already knows what, what he wants this to be. Like, he's answered all the, the questions from a year ago, two years ago, from, this, from two weeks ago. Because if, if, if it took Ohio State to get him to this place, then something happened in the Ohio State game that will lead Scott to, I don't want to be in that situation ever again. So I need somebody that can get me at, keep me out of that situation that I was in against Ohio State, Michigan, Oklahoma, Illinois, whoever. So the, it's a great question, but I would I would alter a little and by say, uh, and say that maybe, maybe we need to ask does Scott trust his ability to choose? Andrew, what's up, Andrew? That's what I'm talking about. How are you doing, fam? Um, yeah, he said. Andrew said offensive line number one, special teams number two. Yeah, and 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 to acknowledge that, right? That the offensive line is a major problem. And it's a major hindrance to making the offense better. Like, you can bring in all the skill position players, but if your bigs can't do the things that you need, if they can't open holes and protect in the ways that are required, then none of those, right, matter. But th- that offensive line thing matters. And the special teams, that is advantage-based football. So your ability to get plus yardage, on special teams and not give up plus yards for you to get points when points are on the table. They're very think about this. There are very few plays in football where you're guaranteed a chance to score points. And if you're not efficient at it, it's a fail. Think about it. Uh, let's say there's there's six or seven kicking uh situations in a game where you can get you're guaranteed on that play that if you're successful you get points. It doesn't happen on offense. doesn't happen on defense. It doesn't happen when you're kicking the ball away. But you have opportunities. The reason why special teams on return give you an opportunity to score is that sometimes coaches get silly and they put non-tackling people out there on the field against the best open field runner a team has. And it's not taken advantage of because a lot of coaches don't put blockers in front of said returner. It is kick return. It is not kick catch. Right? Simple bits. Good stuff, Andrew. Um, yeah, those things are holding me back. They're, they're, that's absolutely true. Um, 
What's up, DP? Isn't the question uh, even more, does Trev trust him to select an OC? That's outstanding. <laughs> that's outstanding, right? Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> right, like that's that's a thing, right? I'm I I'd imagine that that was part of the conversation. Is that Trev would say, I, "Look, Scott, I want to trust you to, in your decision making." Right? That makes way too much sense, right? <laughs> that Trev is like, "No, I need to trust you, and if you're making decisions that are good decisions, I can trust you." I'll let you guys answer that one. Do you guys think that 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 Trev trusts Scott uh, to pick a coordinator? And he said he was getting out of the way, right? He didn't want to pick the staff for, for, for Scott Frost. He said, it, yeah, I'm getting out of the way. And there was a ton of discussion, right? A ton of discussion over whether Travis should say anything about Scott's coaches and who he hired. Right? So we know that that's to be true. Trev, Trev got over that and made a statement. So – uh, Space Cadet says, what's up, DP? What's up, Space Cadet? I know too many people that say our offensive woes are Adrian's fault. I'm convinced that if he's given two, three more seconds by a line, he has uh, half as many mistakes. All these people want him gone. Um, if he's got two or three more seconds, he should win the Heisman. <laughs> I think Adrian would settle for another second. Half a second. I think Adrian would, 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 be, would be satisfied with being able to, to – take his his step and have a clean window to step up and throw to um i think adrian would would take one additional block out of the five so that he has time to throw or step up into space and take off and get positive yards with it so yeah um i mean adrian's made some 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 plays that you know and this is not this is not a pick on adrian segment but adrian had the opportunity to make some plays that he didn't make Think about it this way: <laughs> How many other, how many people on the field made fewer plays than Adrian Martinez? All of them. How many people, like Adrian, was effective on more plays than any other offensive player, specifically the lineman? And you don't bench the lineman every time they miss a block or they get an offside penalty or holding call or other. Adrian's are just out loud because they're in critical moments. All right, ball. You know, if you're a skill position guy, you, you still need to take care of the ball. But Adrian has done it in loud moments where he he didn't deliver, he didn't execute, and he's he said that to himself. So that's not me picking on him. Ubaldo says, "Sub DP, what's up, Ubaldo? Um, do I have rocks for brain, or does Tom Herman seem like a good fit for the OC job? Do has been a successful play caller at Ohio State. Um, again, when it comes to this offensive coordinator, who Scott's going to get? What you did, I was a Tom Herman when he was in Houston, so six years." And personality types matter. Uh, Tom Herman is a lot like P.J. Fleck in his ability to rally folks, but I'm not sure that sells here. I'm not sure it sells here. Now, we all know that it will sell if it wins here, but does it does it fit? And Tom's been a head coach, so at big programs. Is Scott going to be okay with that? Being the guy in a room matters to some people. Now, if he wants somebody that he can trust and can get out of the way and let this guy deliver, but then you got to know Houston's system. You got to know Tom Herman's system. And does Nebraska have the skilled people to run what Tom Herman does effectively, efficiently, well? 
I'm not sure that that answer is yes. And I'm also not sure that he fits personality-wise that he fits Nebraska. Don't know. Don't know. I mean, if he came here and win, I mean, everybody fits if they win. <laughs> if they don't win, they don't fit. But he's had opportunities, and uh, there's that. Um, so, yeah, the, the, through through all of it, I think finding out what what Scott wants this team to be offensively, and we'll get to the defensive side of the ball because there's still issues. There's still issues. But in order for this program to be the greatest version of itself, and look, that still hasn't been disclosed. Nobody in the football program has said that this can be the best football program in the country again. Not that it has to be, but what's the apex for this program? Like, what's the highest level you think this program can get to in a, in a, in a short period of time? Like, if I said to you, could, could this team, should this team win the Big Ten West Conference Championship in the next three years? I, I don't know what you folks would say. If I said we need for this, this football program to win the Big Ten Championship outright in the next five years. What would you say to that? <laughs> Is that possible? What what if I said the football program needs to be in the College Bowl playoffs? What would you say? Because you could win the Big Ten Championship and not be thought of enough to be in the in the in the, in the playoffs. What if I said that Nebraska needs to be a football powerhouse? It needs to be a national championship team. Could that be done in the next couple of years? Right? So in order to know what it is you need to do next, you need to know where you're trying to get to. And it still hasn't been disclosed to me. Like if you're telling me you're making changes to be a six and six football team, count me out, like write the check, I'm done. I'm done. Like, oh, we're trying to be a six and six football program. Really? Are you guys accepting of that? Are you guys cool with that? Now, if that's what you're saying, and the mission is to simply, hey, he's making changes to be a six and six bowl eligible team. Oh, good grief, man! <laughs> like, is that what is that is that what we're asking for? Please tell me. Please, please tell me. Please tell me no. <laughs> Pretty please. Please, please. Right? And you can't say that you're making changes without knowing what you're making changes for or to do. Like, what are you making the changes for? To appease somebody? Or are you making the changes because you want to do better and then define better? What is the better for you? Because remember, folks spent a whole lot of time this football season arguing over the meaning of the word progress. Because some will feel like it had nothing to do with the score and others feel like it absolutely has to do with the score. So I'll ask you this. Define progress. What's the immediate progress that's required? Immediate progress. Immediate progress. Like, what would it look like against Wisconsin? What would it look like against Iowa? What would it look like next year against Oklahoma? Like, what would 
like progress, short-term progress and then long-term progress. What is going to be required? Because I think that question about what you want the program to be, look, if you want to be 6-6, six and six, there's a whole lot of offensive coordinators that, that can help you get to 6-6. Six and six. They're not going to help you get to nine wins. And if you know what your GPS is, then you can say that 10 wins is, is the mandatory. It's the standard. But until you answer the question, what is he changing all of this for? Like, what's it he wanted to be? If it's Big Ten West champions or bowl eligible or Big Ten champions or playoff champions or whatever, what are you – break it down for me. Because otherwise, all of it is just popcorn. It's popcorn. It'll occupy you, but it won't give you anything of value. We'll throw the break. Come back. I'll I'll take your answers. I'll read your text. I promise. Hit me with a what's up, and we'll have a conversation. You're listening to Old School with DP and J. Download the mobile app and listen wherever you are on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.